Ciao ragazzi, uh, welcome to a very special edition of our Serie sit-down, episode 200, it's been 200, we're on six seasons now, it's ridiculous really, uh, thank you for all the support, uh, this turned out to be a, an extraordinary episode, uh, almost three and a half hours long, if you believe it or not, we know that people will listen to us live uh, during the show, couldn't believe it either, we couldn't either, so uh, instead of making you guys listen to the entire podcast, we're going to break this up into three portions, uh, each about an hour long. Please enjoy part one. It's chance goal! Brilliant! Just fantastic by Nicola Barella! And he does it! And Italy are champions of Europe! Forza Italia! Ciao ragazzi and welcome to another edition of Serie A Sit Down World Football Index's podcast where you get your culture to go for the 200th time. I'm Frank Crivello. He's Richard Carmen. Richard, I can't believe you've tolerated me this long to want to do 200 podcasts with me. <laughs> Likewise, my friend. Uh, yeah, it, uh, we've been through a lot and we've tolerated each other. So we're, uh, we go longer than most married couples. It's pretty scary, I guess. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we, we, we don't sleep in the same bed. We each think the other's an idiot and neither of us can afford to leave. Chin chin. Yeah, that sounds right. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Salute to everybody. I got the, uh, yeah, this calls for a special occasion. We, we popped the uh, Woodford Double Oak for this one. Nice. So how are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I can't complain. It's a um, nice weekend here over here on the uh, East Coast and uh, lots of football, lots of great goals, lots of yeah. uh, nice results. Uh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? I can't complain, man. I'm just trying to trying to keep up with watching it and had to coach all. I had five games to coach this weekend. So uh, my son's team was in a tournament and played four games. My daughter had a game. So, uh, you know, so between that, I'm trying to have an eye on what was going on with the Calt show and uh, got a pretty good grasp of it and, and, um, you know, uh, some very interesting results, as you mentioned, uh, which I'm looking forward to diving into, but we're going to have help from a lot of people along the way with this, uh, occasion. We wanted to, you know, we, we tried to get as many guests as we could. Um, but we're very, very happy that we got the guests that we have. We're going to have kind of a, 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 a lineup, if you will. This is almost going to be like a radio show where we have like a different guest coming on after, you know, after a little bit. So you have no idea who's coming on at each and every time. They are folks that uh, have been on with us in the past, have been very, very supportive of the podcast. And we wanted to be able to have them be in on this and have them to be able to share with us. Uh, so we're really excited. Uh, you're not just going to hear from Richard and I tonight. You're going to hear from many other people. And Richard, let's not let's not waste anybody's time. Let's get into it. Let's have our first guest on. Yeah, let's have our first guest uh, bring into the house, Mr. Michael Lisi. Michael, how are you doing, sir? Good, gentlemen. How are you this evening? Michael, we're good. We think that you are one of the OGs when it comes to supporters of the show, like all the way from the very beginning when Richard and I started this out, when it was Richard, myself, and two others. In fact, we had like four people, uh, you know, manning the microphones and uh, you, you, you've been with us from the beginning. So it's only appropriate that you get to lead off the, uh, uh, the carousel of guests that we're going to have here tonight. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I uh, greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I think you know, it's funny. I think the first episode I remember listening to you, 
with you guys was uh I think Raph was on. Who's on uh, later? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, that kind of <clears throat> I hadn't been on Twitter very long and it kind of started my deep dive sort of into the, you know, Syria Twitterverse, which is a very <clears throat> dangerous and murky place full of lots of potholes and criminals and God knows what else. But uh but yeah, I mean, you guys, you know, through all the different people you've had on, it's it's been great because, you know, you have excellent guests on that links you all sort of about other, uh, you know, podcasts and personalities and stuff. So appreciate it, guys. Yep. Yep. Not a problem. Um, let's uh, let's let's before we t- we'll talk a little bit about today's game against Juve. Uh, we've got a couple of guests to talk about that game. That was the marquee game. I mean, the Serie A gods did a really nice job of you know, letting Juve Milan fall on the night we were doing on our 200th episode. So that was pretty nice of them that they, they came through, but let's, let's back up a little bit. Um, all right, let's, let's back up before the Lazio game. Okay. You see this fixture list, Lazio at Liverpool at Juve. If I tell you we were coming out of there with a win, a draw and a defeat. And in the defeat, we were going to be competitive and we had our chances to get something out of it. You would have taken that and ran like hell with it. Wouldn't you? Oh, Absolutely. I think looking into these three games, I think the most the most interesting thing was just going to be, first of all, you know, the results, but also just how he was going to play it, how he was going to rotate, whether he was going to rotate a whole lot, whether he was, you know, going to try to play the same 11 basically every three games. And that's what made every game even more and more interesting. And then, you know, with especially coming into today, honestly, I had no clue an hour before the game who who he was going to put out there, but who was yeah, still healthy at the end of the week. I'm happy with that set of results. No doubt about it. These three games are very important. Like you mentioned, because um, this whole month is going to be mm-hmm. gauntlet for Milan really. And so to get off yep. to a good start is important for them. And like I said, we didn't know how he was going to react. Pioli was to all these games. And now with all the injuries coming up. So uh, it's an interesting way to kick off these, this long month long gauntlet and this short mini gauntlet as well. So. Yep, for sure. Um, let's talk about the Liverpool game quick. Uh, you know, the, the, the first, the first 30 minutes was clearly, you know, a team that has not done this for quite a while. And you have to go to an environment like Anfield and play an opponent that just, you know, not, not too long ago, won a champions league, won a premier league, uh, have a ton of pedigree, um, when it comes to the world stage these days. So it's a very, very daunting draw to come to go right off the bat and go to Anfield. Um, I would say, okay, the first 30 minutes, no question about it, totally belonged to Liverpool. They got 13 shots in those 30 minutes. They scored an own goal. Uh, Mike Magnan had to, had to make a double save after saving a penalty and then having to save the, uh, the second effort. Um, but I felt strongly that from minute 31 to the end, the game would, the game was up for, take those first 30 minutes out. The game was up for grabs. And, you know, I, that's at least the way I felt about it, watching them and watching the effort. Uh, what did you think? Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, the first 30 minutes, I mean, fortunately, probably the, the two most experienced high level players we have are center back, which is Tamorian and Kyer, and then they have a pretty confident goalkeeper behind him. I mean, he might not be, you know, have as much experience or games under his belt as some other guys, but, I mean, Mignon, he's he's cool as a cucumber. I mean, if our three most experienced guys for those first 30 minutes are like our three forwards, that's not a very pretty start to the game. But fortunately, 
you know, those are three guys that know what they were doing. You know, they took the other guys to task. I mean, you could see them on the field barking out orders, telling guys where to go, you know, getting things under control. You know, it, it, it took us a while because, you know, that, like you said, that's just not the level that we're used to, you know, that they, they come at you nonstop, you know, they, there, there's no end, you know, it, like I wrote on my blog the other day, you know, when we, when we play in Italy, usually everybody comes after Theo, after Theo's end. They don't so much come down the other side because we got Calabria over there and he's a pretty good defender, but Liverpool doesn't care. They don't care who your yep. fullbacks are. They don't care how good you are, whatever. They're going to come down and do their thing. So they came, yep. they came right out of spot that, you know, other teams in Italy usually don't bother with. And we didn't know what to do with that. You know, Frank's running all the way over the other side of the field trying to cover for Benacer. Yeah. You know, then at one point they switched the two of them around. They put Benacer on the other side and had Kessie come to the opposite side. You know, that lasted about 10 minutes. That didn't work. Yeah. And then, it, like you said, about that 25, 30-minute mark, you know, we finally could breathe a little bit. We saved the PK. I think even at that point, Liverpool, you know, felt like they had kind of, you know, uh, you know, had their first throw of the dice, you know, if you will. And after that, they kind of settled into the game. And then, you know, we made some things happen. And and I was, you know, not only did we have that nice stretch before the half, but even, you know, I rewatched the second half of the game. Even the 75th, the 80th minute, Rebic is still making runs. Uh, Diaz is still making runs. There was no quitting. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were, they were under fire and they were having a hard time and they were frustrated, but – but they didn't quit. I mean, you could easily sat down and quit and ended up with a seven nothing game like a certain other Italian league team did in the Champions League a few years ago, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw it in there. But but yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, as frustrating as it was, I mean, there was a lot to learn in that game. You were jumping in the deep end and and it was okay. It was yep. okay. I'm curious how you both felt because, you know, me watching the game, I and mean, Mike, you brought it up that both the three guys that you wanted to have the most experience and most calm were the guys who they were, the two defenders and the goalkeeper, right? Um, you know, we see in the comments, this is Kessie and Benacer didn't show up. Honestly, eight of the 11 guys, or you can include the subs, didn't show up. Only those three guys really showed up. Yes, Rebic and, and, uh, and uh, Diaz scored a goal, but they all look bad, I think, other than those three. Um and, you know, I look at it from this perspective. It's the passion side of me looking at it and the and the analytical side. The passion side says I'm embarrassed the way they played. You know, I, I saw, Alicia, I saw your, your blog post. Yes, very much the same feelings as I did. Um, you know, they look like they're running out of the way. No one is prepared for the moment, either the Anfield crowd, which is huge, or just the moment of the Champions League, the first time in seven years. And I was embarrassed as the way they were playing. Liverpool, I mean, granted to the guys, they showed heart. Uh, they could have easily been down 7 nothing in that first half, and they kept fighting, kept going at it. But the analytical side of me is, look, the guys didn't they didn't give up. They stayed in it. They took the lead going into halftime. They were decent. They almost got a 3-1 lead coming out of the break. And then, you know, yeah, they were they, they gave up the two goals quick, uh, or the one goal kick, excuse me, um, or two goals. Yeah, two goals. They stayed in it. It could have been a blowout of a game, a disaster of a game. We talked about this last episode, oh, yeah. how, like, the crowd will get to you, and they stuck in it. And so you got to give them credit for at the end. You know, the passion side of me wants to be pissed off and about it, but they learn from this. I mean, you're, I, I agree with you, Lacey. Yeah, I think it was just a matter of seeing how we were going to react. We saw them, we saw what happened. We saw their reacting, and you know, like I agree with what you said, and and like I like I was saying earlier, they at least just didn't quit. I mean, Kessie was frustrated and upset, but he didn't quit. 
been mm-hmm. there a few times, just, pardon my French, but shit his pants, didn't know what to do. Yep. But you know what? He got back up and he kept going. And same with yep. Redditch. And, 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 you know, Leal, he has his moments where he's kind of – He was key down, on both goals. He was key on both goals. Yep. Oh, here. I'm – Oh, go ahead, Frank. Sorry. Good. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I think I stopped being a passionate fan about t- 10, 12 years ago. And I think it just, just the banter era has just turned me into an, an animal guy that I'm just trying to find the silver lining in the, you know, or just trying to find the, uh, trying to find the brightness in the in the crap and you know so i i i tempered my expectations going into match day one going into that environment at anfield is like you know first game back that is just an absolutely brutal game um you know to start off with and i, I you know i made the comments here on said yeah sit down i said you know what i said i expect them to go there and compete i don't expect them to win okay i expect liverpool to win i had it 2-1 but i want to see that we can compete and this is an excellent measuring stick that could set the tone for the rest of the group. If we can go there, score two away goals, okay? Because mm-hmm. when it comes to cup football, you don't give a shit how the sausage is made, okay? You don't. You, you, you're just trying to get the result, yes? So they got two away goals at Anfield in their first trial. They were winning at halftime. You can, you can look at the stats and you can break it all down and say, okay, yeah, Liverpool should have won it running away. And of course, every British pundit is going to tell you that Liverpool should have blown them out of the water. That's how they do it. But when you, when you, when you dig deep and you evaluate it, it's like, okay, yes, for the first 30 minutes, I absolutely agree with you. This game should have been over, but the fact that Milan hung in there, they made some key things happen and then were able to put themselves in a position to take the lead at halftime says a lot. That's a big, big uh, moment of growth for a young team that doesn't have the experience in this competition that, that a Liverpool does. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that this is something that springs them into the future games. You know, we get Atletico at home next, you know, and yep. judging by how they played against Porto and judging how Atletico plays overall, that's not out of the question for them to win, uh, you know, and get three points on the board. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm let's move on to football. Good. It's, it's all and in these group stages, surviving and advancing is basically a one goal loss on the road to right. the team that's probably the, the favorite in the group. That's sort of, yep. because if you if you lose like four nothing, then not only are you worried about points, but you're staring at goal difference the whole time, and you know right. losing, being that far down on goal difference is basically losing an extra point. It's like a loss plus one. So yeah, to me, I mean that's yeah, sure we could have drawn one, great, that'd have been nice, but I don't think that was going to happen. Three to two, that's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> Frank Frank is saying uh, if Milan win the Champions League, it'll forever be now known as the sausage job. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love that. Hey, nice. give a shout out to the chat right now. They're lively tonight, wishing us our uh, happy 200th here. Lots of people in the crowd. We see you all there. Thank you all for joining us tonight on this uh, big occasion. Uh, got some guests on deck here, but uh, before we uh, give Lisi his time uh, to plug, Lisi, um, what you've seen so far, obviously, the Juventus game today. Um, all the injuries has to scare you, I think. Or does it? Or does it scare you? Because, I mean, you know, you see going into this game, 
possibly without just minus Ibra, right? You're thinking, okay, we're in a good position, but as the week goes on, all these people are just dropping like flies. Does that give you a little bit of concern? Because I know in the last several years, Milan Lab has not been what it was early 2000s. Uh, does this worry you or just hoping just this is a blip in the radar and doesn't you know, progress through the rest of the season? It doesn't worry me a whole lot because we've seen guys get games off in the path with, uh, let's say, very creative named injuries. You know, when it comes to Italian reports, we hear about uh, contused uh, abductors of the left. I don't know, whatever. You know what I mean? And it really just means we're giving a, a guy a, a game off. I don't know that all these guys are hurt as much as I think when they looked at this stretch of like seven or eight games, this was the this was the rotation game. No, you know, you you got you had Lazio and Liverpool. This was the game you were going to have to rotate. You were going to have to kind of mix and match a little bit. I mean, sure, it stinks that we have uh, Giroud or Sultan available, especially because if you look at the number of guys that played 80, 90 minutes against Liverpool the other night, almost every single one of them was on the field today because unfortunately yep. they had to be. So for this, to look at this stretch, see this game as kind of the rotation game and come home with one point on the road against a team that, that you, you know, expect to be in the top four or five at the end of the year, that's fine because that's how you believe. You beat the crappy teams and you, if you can draw against the good teams on the road and perhaps beat yep. them at home, I mean, that's that's the recipe to finishing in the top four. Yep. So, Agree with that wholeheartedly, I think. Okay, now the next two are... Oh, go ahead, Frank. Sorry. Okay. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, I think with the lineup that they put out, it's like find a way to just get something out of it. You know, I mean, um, you know, the way Juventus set up and then Juventus takes advantage, gets the early goal. And um, we have a, a, you know, a quick counterattack. I mean, just just poor overall team shape and organization on Milan's part on the on – the, uh, on the corner to be in as high positions as they are. And then, you know, Teo making an effort to try to head the ball, I think was back in the direction of Kessie. And it was, it was under, it was an under hit ball and it falls to a Juve player and they just counter the way they just counter the other way. So, um, you know, Allegri loves that. I'm saying, okay, I've got my goal. You don't have a nine against us. So I'm just gonna or, I'm just gonna set out to organize my team. I'll take some chances in certain situations to look for a second, but I can live with one nil with what you've put out against me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for that as much as possible. And in a game like that, you know, I mean, I, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but really, your best chance to try to break that is to get something off of a set piece, and that's what Milan did on a corner. It was beautifully done from Tonali to uh, uh, to Rebic. But then the interesting thing was. I thought over the last 10 minutes, Milan certainly looked the more likely team to win uh, with what they had going forward, with the chances that they created. Um, you know, just a pity that they weren't able to finish it. So, um, but in the end, you take the point. It's an away point yep. that a lot of other teams aren't going to get, and you move on. So, Lisi, um, You've been nothing but nice and, and kind to us. We, we, we are thankful for the, all the uh, support you've given us over the years. Six years. This is sixth season for us. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I can't believe it. Like Frank and I were talking. Um, we know your time is precious. Uh, before you go, please give, us, give a plug. Anything you want to plug and tell people where they can find you on social media. Um, you can find me at, uh, at Michael Lisi, AC Milan Michael on Twitter. And in there you'll find the link to our blog. 
uh, Fossa de Leone. We're actually going to be hitting 15 years in the spring. At some point, wow. I need to count wow. how many words and blog posts and all that bric-a-brac. But uh, we have a good time. We have a very, very loyal group of commenter, commenters. Um, and, yeah, swing by if you get a chance, guys. And uh, thanks especially again to you guys. Keep up the great work. Yep. Grazie, grazie. Yep, Richard. It's or, I mean, sorry, Michael. It's it's been a pleasure to have you on, and pleasure, and, and we appreciate the support through the years. I gotta say, um, I gotta say, I, I'm impressed. This might be the most impressive background I've ever seen from a guest. I mean, I, I, you certainly put the money in it. We, what are we calling this? Between two, between two velvet uh, 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 window treatments with Michael Lisi. Is that what we? Yeah. You know, you got the between two fer- between two ferns with uh, Zach Galifianakis. We got between two velvet window treatments with Michael Lisi. <laughs> Two sheets and a fern with Michael Lisi. Yeah, we got the fern yeah. too. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's it's like sauce. You know, she at least put some effort into it. Normally, I'd be sitting in the basement next to the dryer, next to a piece of drywall. So this is this is a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff, uh, Michael. Thank you so much for your support and for your partnership, and 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 for continuing to plug us through the years. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we don't let you down, and that you keep plugging us on for uh, for many more years to come. Thank you, Mike. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. All right. All right, that's one down. Yeah, the clicking stopped. There it is. You know what it is? Is he spends all spends all that money on that beautiful background. <laughs> so that was a you know he spends all that money on a beautiful background and 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 you know so that just you know the connection is you know so we we just learned it's Le- it's Lisi <laughs> so <laughs> See, we resolved it we resolved it. <laughs> Great stuff. All right, who's next? All right, next is a good old long-time friend of ours. Uh, many of you, many of you all know him as Zio. We call him Rocco. Rocco, how you doing, my friend Rocco Vasano in the house? Gentlemen, it's very nice to uh, to be here. I'm uh, very glad that you thought of me when you thought about uh, bringing on a guest for your 200th. So first of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't congratulate the both of you uh, for thank your you. 200th. Uh, it's really, really well deserved, and uh, you know, I, I don't have a drink on hand tonight. But you know, to to many you don't, more, to you another, don't drink another two hundred thousand. You don't drink. You got to find you 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 got to find some alcohol with like the uh, with the way you eat and drink. You know, with the way you talk about with your diet, with how you do things. There's a lot of things that you just won't have. I mean, beer is clearly out of the question with you. Uh, Definitely. You know, you got to have like some sort of like vodka or, or, or whiskey that's like Rafa? infused with infused with wheatgrass or something like that. Yeah. Well, well I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, like I think we've mentioned on your show before, right? Like gin and bitters, gin and bitters. Okay. That's the oh, drink. Fair enough. That's the drink. So that's what, basically what you described, get herbs, you know, bitters yeah. and, and uh, gin's pretty clean. So yeah, but, but none of that tonight. I, by the time I realized I, I didn't have the time to run down and uh, to grab uh, to grab a drink and, and and celebrate with you gentlemen. But you know that's some of the, some of the things that I remember from being on your show is always fun, always a lot of banter and a lot of good jabs and stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, we're um, ambassadors for the Italian game in general, yes. and like we just want the game to go forward. We want to expand the pie. So each one of our teams can have a bigger slice at the end of the day. And, and uh, 
unfortunately, not everyone thinks like that. Uh, and I'm not even talking about Twitter. I'm talking about the, the big boys at the big table in uh, yep. in Sydney. But uh, yeah, no, that's, that's uh, it's always fun. I love your show, guys. So keep keep it up. Hey, some yep. is, uh, some of our other Canadian friends have say that uh, we're not professionals, nor do we pretend to be, right? Uh, shout yep, out to right. the weekly podcast on that. So uh, yeah. No, Fortunately, uh, I'm not Look at that background. Oh my God, Richard. I love that. You got the I books. Mean, you're the intelligent mean, you one. You know, Frank, you're doing well. Yep. Well, you know, yep, they're, I just... they're, they're, they're all like fake. They're all fake books. There's, not, <laughs> there's no pages. <laughs> not all Juventus books back there? Those aren't, those aren't, those aren't old 45 <laughs> records or anything like that. That's it. <laughs> uh there yeah over there there are some over there and then there's okay you know economic politics and all kinds of stuff uh, on the other side but yeah yeah, yeah excellent yeah. I'm, not, I'm not about to get up and, and show you that i'm just in my underwear uh that's well, uh, i don't want to get you please, banned that's what we have steve please for. please we we exp- steve was shirt steve turned up shirtless on an episode once and i, I you know i'm not uh yeah that's that's about the extent of uh you know, children are trying to watch this. I think yeah, from time to time, right. notably my notably my son. So, uh, <laughs> but um, but uh, he's a fellow Juventino like yourself. So he's he, this is this is the segment that he's going to be look forward look, that he's going to look right. forward to uh, right. uh, to hearing tomorrow when this when this jumps out. So. Um, you know, we, we, we'll talk about the Juve perspective of the uh, Juve Milan game. We jumped into it a little bit with Lisi, um, you know, but before we get into that, I just kind of want to get, you know, jump in, you know, Champions League just feels really straightforward. Um, you guys in Chelsea should go through the group. Um, you might get a little bit of a tussle from Zenit, but I, I, nothing that you can't overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but State of Juventus right now because Allegri's back, Ronaldo's gone. It feels like watching Juventus through these first four games that there's a void and nobody has stepped up to fill it yet. And maybe it should be Chiesa. He hasn't played a lot, no. um, you know, so far to start the season. But what's your perspective of what you've seen so far? I expect it to get better uh, because historically, this is what happens with Allegri's Juventus. They Stum- they've had a lot of years where they've stumbled out of the gates and then you, you get through winter and you blink and there they are contending for another Scudetto. Uh, where, where are you at on it? And I think we'll be battling it with uh, Venezia and Cagliari all season. <laughs> all, kidding aside, all, all, kidding, all kidding aside, I I think we might be able to muster about 40 points this year, enough to stave off relegation. But are you saying, uh, are you saying Hellas Verona is a level above you now after the win over Roma today? My goodness, but you know, Fatal Verona, as they used to say in uh, in Italy, Verona has has tripped up quite a few teams. And when I say Fatal Verona, you as Milanisti you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh sure. Um, and and you know, especially you know back that the latter part of 1980s, they were a formidable side and just a testament to what Serie A was back back in the day with uh, with heroes such as uh, Fanna and and a bunch of others. But you know, enough enough about the. The, going down the memory lane, um, they uh, Juventus this year it definitely um, is in uh, currently in a in a forming stage. Uh, yeah. You know, when whenever a coach picks up a team, and you're a coach yourself, Frank, you've done yeah. a lot of coaching. I don't know about you, but at least my observation is that if you don't know much about what's going on, or you're still trying to figure stuff out, you just go with a flat four four two 
cover as much space as you can in, in the last two lines and and then try to build from there. Uh, Allegri hasn't had his Eureka moment yet. Um, I recall uh, back when I was intern at the time, it was a Champions League game against Olympiacos and he had his, um, his tactical Eureka moment that day, that game yeah. uh, with the uh, four... Three, one, two, forming at the time. So I think he still needs to figure stuff out. He knows a lot of uh, the players on this group, but a lot of them are new. A lot of there's been, despite of he's only, he was only coaching two years ago. There's been a lot of turnover, and he's still trying to figure out some of the the squad that he has. And just like a good tailor, he's trying to uh, sew the perfect suit uh, using yep. the material that he's given. Fair. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Rocco, if if you're going to be battling for relegation, at least you have the, the best manager for it, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, we, we talked about Juventus, how, you know, the goalkeeper, say what you will about Chesney. I think he is a good goalkeeper. Uh, you guys have obviously have the attacking power. Your defense mm-hmm. is pretty decent as well. It's the midfield mm-hmm. that seems to be lacking at the moment. Do you feel that that's mm-hmm. the biggest issue at the moment for you guys? Or just that, as one of the, one of the uh, commentators say, it's a lack of identity. What are your... What are your Thoughts mm-hmm. on what the real issue is for Juventus at the moment? I, I, I won't kick the uh, lack of identity out of bed, uh, argument out of bed, to be completely honest. But I would have to agree with, I mean, most commentators uh, from from the most, uh, you know, populist sort of uh, uh, medium, uh, you know, Twitter, etc., to to the, uh, the TV pundits are all saying that, you know, Juventus is lacking something in that midfield um i don't know if things will change uh, when arthur does come back um even though that can be a game changer if if ever um but you know other than that we have a lot of very similar type players you know you got grinders like like uh rabio and like bentan and like mckenny right so um but but just that quality that that quality difference in terms of opening up space you just don't see it. So I would say that, yeah, that's the, that's the spot where we're still weakest. And the problem with that is, is that we're not there. Like it, We're there numerically. We have enough midfielders. It's just we don't have the right ones. So that means that you're going to have to sell in a, in a bad market before you can pick anything up. And when you're selling players or looking to sell players that are the age and they have the wage demands that – uh, Ramsey and Rabiot have, for example, if those are players you want to get rid of, um, it's going to be a very, very hard job to do uh, for for management. So, uh, but other than that, yeah, I think in defense and 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 the forward pack, I think is is the, are the areas where he has problems. But it just all needs to click. I, that we saw in today in the first half, just the intensity that Juventus brought was incredible. Um, and really walked away, as I would say, deserved winners in that first half. The problem was you, we could not sustain that, and we saw that um, come less or lacking, that was lacking, and it was evident that it was lacking in the second half in the midfield. Hmm. Um, this game uh, against Milan, uh, mm-hmm. this felt like this was on the way to being you know, classic Juve under Allegri, get the goal and just manage your way through the 90 minutes and get the three points. Um, we saw this so much with him through his, his first run, you know, at Juve, they were never a, you know, they're not a, they're not a Hansi Flick team. They're not a Pep Guardiola team. They're not going out to beat teams five or six. No, they're happy with one, mm-hmm. two goals 
and they're they're happy with the experience that they've got in the back, the goalkeeping, and just keeping you out. And uh, mm-hmm. they were on their way, and 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 it was really lined up for them to do it this way because Rebic is not a nine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't a nine that Pioli could be comfortable with calling in off the bench. Pellegrini wasn't going to unlock this. You know, Maldini was just kind of a, okay, this is nice. Let's put him in there in the last minute and see if we can put a ball on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was that was just about it. Um, but it fell apart on a it fell apart on a set piece. So can can Juve win like this under Allegri? Are they going to have to win it like this under Allegri now until they find this identity that everybody's talking about? They're going to have to win, period. They're going to find some way to win because so far, uh, no wins in, in the season, uh, despite the fact that we you know we didn't play the toughest competition in the first two matches, had direct sure. encounters against Milan and, and Napoli in the, in the latter two. But I think the team is hopefully slowly finding finding their way and finding a way to win. Um, you know, if, if for Allegri to come back and be like, what do you mean? Like before I used to, you know, do the recipe the same way. And, you know, the, mini, the minestrone used to come out in the same perfect way like it did before. Or now it's yeah. just a frittata. Now it's just a mess. It's just a bloody mess every time. <laughs> We're just giving up goals, bleeding goals. And, you know, what's worse is that out of six goals that we've conceded in the season – you know what? Four of them are basically own goals, right? Like we, yeah. we brought those on to ourselves. So if we're able to eliminate, you know, those that problem area, then um, you know we'll we'll already be ahead of the time, um, ahead of ahead of the game. Um, with respect to how we gave up that goal, another mistake, right? I mean, yeah. you saw Shezny pull Rabiot's shirt, like no, no, here, stay here, and mm-hmm. sure, sure enough, he moved forward, and mm-hmm. the ball went a little over his head. And right between on Rebic's head. So, you know, really, Shezny must be, it must be said, a lot of Juventini. Yes, sure. Let's, uh, uh, if I may use crap on, on uh, Shezny whenever he, you know, if he does badly. But today, I think he deserved a gold star for several saves that he made. Um, yeah. Especially Kalulu, the end. Uh, one on, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That Great was save on Kalulu. I was thinking about right at the end. But otherwise, he was very safe hands on, on balls that were up in the air. Some, some of these balls in the past, he's dropped. But instead, he was spot on. So let's let's give it up for Shajnin. That goal there, I think Rabiot could have been a little bit more careful. Uh, and just the coverage. I mean, one guy, it was just uh, Rebic in the middle. He's not the tallest guy. In the middle of the box with three players around him. And, you know, they were just Locatelli and and Rabiot. And I can't remember. And Chiellini was, was in the picture as well. And you just saw their faces as the ball you know, you showed in, in, in replay at their faces as the ball just went into the uh, net. And that was it. You know, it's just two episodes. And, yeah. you know, Milan Milan really came out in the second half. You want to talk about the game. Milan really came out in the second half and uh, and, and I think earned uh, that point. Juve did not show enough. And uh, for a while, they had a few chances where they could have hit back on counterattacks. And Allegri put in some players that could do, that were, that, that you know, had the wheels. Ken, Chiesa, right? Fast players to maybe hit Milan on the counter. And just at the Mm -hmm. perfectly wrong time, Milan draws the game up. The inertia, the momentum completely changes in the match. Uh, And, uh, you know, where's our answer? Napoli scored 1-1. Where's our answer? No answer. No reaction. Milan scored 1-1. Where's our our response? 
no answer. So that's concerning. That's what we're talking about. Mm. We're talking about character. Mm. No, that's a great point. Um, obviously, going into this game, you know, seeing a, a depleted Milan squad as it was, and then you guys getting that opening goal, a wonderful counterattacking goal that Morata put away. You had to be feeling good at that time. And I think the first half, many people were saying this on Twitter, is like, this is one of the best first halves we've seen from Juventus and Serie A this season. Um, so how big was that for Morata to score early as he did in the, in the uh, you guys scored no. early in the Champions League as well? How big was that for you guys in terms of momentum for this game and having the possibility of getting, you know, possibly three points? You know, we've got the one point, but how big was that for you to, to start the way you did? Well, I don't know. I mean, my reference experience in, in recent memory is when Morata scores early and first, you know, we, we saw the debacle, the debacle that happened in Napoli about, you know, a little over a week ago. So mm-hmm. it, it was like, oh, man, like, here we go. Like, great way. I mean, statistically, I like to be the, the home team and scoring the first goal because especially Juventus and especially at home, there are tons, you know, most of the time it, it, it does turn out in three points. And I like my chances that way. But uh, how did it turn out, right? And and this just goes to show it's a different team, a different game, um, and we can we can sort of get into our shell a little bit and be afraid to oh, and then you start to clamp clamp up, right? It's like I don't want to come out, and sh- that only brings on more and more and more confidence onto the uh, the opponent, which in this time was Milan, and and they grew over the course of the second half and got it done. What's reasonable for Juventus now? Because I mean, for I mean, I mean, it's a long season. There's still 34 games for everybody to play. Um, yeah. But you're opening the season eight points back, right eight out of the blocks. Um, what's I guess? Give me what's accept. Obviously, acceptable is winning the Scudetto. You've gotten so used to it. Mm-hmm. But give me what's reasonable uh, at this. I mean, looking at it now, after what you've seen through the first four games. Mm-hmm. Give me what's reasonable for Juventus. Give me what's reasonable for Juve supporters, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from here on, you know, yeah. long term. Well, I think I think from the outset, um, so before the season started, we were, ta- we were talking about, you know, Juventus being odds-on favorites, and that's just the fact. I mean, bookmakers yep. were saying Juventus were favorite to win. Um, after four weeks, I think that those expectations have lowered a little bit. Uh, and I would say... You know, a Champions League finish and who knows, like uh, an honorable Champions League campaign would be would be something that Juventini wouldn't exactly uh, be completely unhappy with. Um, you know, and last year, Juventus landed that fourth spot thanks to a, uh, a goal by Faraoni over in, in Verona from Verona and Naples um, and won two. Uh, domestic trophies, of course, not not the not the major one, not the Scudetto, and Juventini were just poo pooing that as an and saying, "Oh, yeah. what a terrible yeah. performance!" And to me, like to be honest, that is the kind of um, that is only that speaks to how spoiled we've been as a yeah. as a Tito Seria, as a fan base. Um, so, you know, I, I think this is kind of a step back before we step before we step forward. Um, okay. A lot can happen. We need to find our feet, and we need to to turn this around and uh, and and get back up there and fight for it. But uh, with the likes of Inter uh, running away and scoring six goals, and you know, with yeah. four and six goals at every, it's crazy. You know, so it's uh, it's definitely definitely a very competitive league this year. Less than ninety points will have to do. 
Yeah. I'm still not, I'm still not, I, I'm still not ready to just start crowning into I mean, yeah, it's impressive, but I mean, when I look at these wins, I mean, it's a, it's a Genoa, you know, it's, it's, it's a Genoa that doesn't have padding anymore. They have Sedigo. It's a, it was a Verona being coached by EDF and now it's a, a Bologna that's going to give up a ton of goals all season, you know, so I'm not ready to the, the Sampdoria way is why I'm not totally ready mm-hmm. to just hand this thing over to Inter yet. But, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that, that, that's for another guest and another conversation. Hey, if, right. if Napoli right. win tomorrow, right. they're 10 points up on Juventus or this early in the season. That's huge for them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot to overcome. We've seen Atalanta come overcome these kind of deficits in the past. So nothing's out of the question for sure. But uh, so yeah. many good teams this year. It's going to be difficult for anybody to really get in Champions League this year, uh, let alone – Slowing at a slow start like you guys are having so far. So I'm not I'm not too disheartened. I, I can rest on the 30 plus Scudetti and very many yeah. seasons of, of hap- <laughs> with hap- things happening. So once in a while someone else ends it. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna play the living in the past card, are you, Rocco? That's all we did. That's oh, all no. we did. No, we, no. I, we, 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 we did it for years, so it's okay if you do. <laughs> yeah. Can you it, one, let me know if I'll just I'll borrow the PDF me the playbook. You got it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically sitting around watching um guys like Kevin Constant and uh you know and and, and, and and crap like that, like uh uh Triori the uh, the Triori, I can't remember his first name, he was playing in the midfield and Ricardo Montalivo being captain and looking at this and saying do you know that Paolo Maldini and Cafu and Andrei Shevchenko and host endless list of legends wore those same damn shirts not too long ago? It's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was you know, and and I asked I asked some of uh, some of my followers uh, who which three Milan legends would you would you pick you know to play on Juve ever? And you know, for me, like my answer was you know uh, Gianni Rivera. And Maldini yep. and Van Basten, yep. Yep. no, like okay. just fantastic players, fantastic, like, like world class, world class players. I mean, we we know about Maldini. I think very few people know about Van Basten, and no one knows uh, Rivera. But and and to be honest, not not even me. Uh, but uh, just what what a great great um, club uh, Milan is, and I think that a lot of Milanisti are are gonna see. Uh, a lot, some of that come back. Uh, you know, you're getting your Champions League DNA and pedigree back. Had a fantastic outing in uh, Anfield. I think you guys can walk out of there, walked out of there with your with your chest puffed out despite the the defeat. Uh, you know, yeah, that's right. I love that shirt too, man. Richard looks uh, looks really good. It's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hardcore hardcore Italians. Check them out, man. We're Absolutely. gonna. Um, check them out. That's where you can get that uh, T-shirt. There's another uh, T-shirt that I got to get from them. The You Give Me Agita. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. can wear that in front of my wife and kids. <laughs> and every time I'll just point. I'll just point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't know what that means either, so, so it'll be oh, fine. I was going to say, just don't, don't teach it. Just say, like, I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, I love you so much. You I love me, you so much. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you give me agita. 
Uh, well, Rocco, your time is precious, we know. Uh, but we want to thank you again for uh, joining us and celebrate this uh, n- wonderful night for us, 200 episodes for us. Uh, tell people, obviously, you run a, fun- a fan club uh, in Toronto there. Tell people where, you know, about your fan club, plug anything you want, and tell people where they can find you on Twitter if they're not already following you. Yeah, so BiancoNetiYYZ, uh, um, that's at JuventusYYZ, is where you can uh, join our club. Uh, if you're in, from Toronto or Ontario or Canada or anywhere in the world, uh, but uh, if if not, you can uh, just follow me on Twitter if you wish, at uh, NA, and that's the, the name that you see here. Uh, and I'm very glad to to shoot the breeze about Serie A and uh, anything that these fine gentlemen like to, to speak about. I'll just end off by wishing you guys both the best. And again, congratulations on your 200th and uh, cheers to many, many more. Well, God bless Rocco. Thank you so much. And uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let, let's make, let's make your next appearance, you know, a little more sooner than this one, Wonderful. you know, from the last one. So yeah. I look forward to it. Good night guys. Good night. All right. Good night, Rocco. That was Rocco Fasano. Uh, I think we got another person in the green room ready to uh, make an entrance. I, we should probably uh, keep score of these backgrounds at this point. I mean, we had we the should. Uh, we should we had the lovely uh, we had the lovely uh, 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 wonderful uh, appointments with the the velvet uh, one fern yeah window like treatments it. of uh, Michael Lisi there um, with the uh, with the fern and and you know so. We can forgive the audio because the right. the background was so impressive, and and we got the we got the astute library. Rocco, yeah, kind of carries himself. He's he's a professor. He kind of carries himself that way. Now. He's raising our standards. I don't know, if doesn't I like he? It. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sticking with this, man. I you know I might I might throw a few more jerseys on there. And listen, I mean, if people that are watching this and who won Cal hashtag who won Cal Joe backgrounds, I like it. Um, um i like it no i mean i I, i'm i mean heck donate or or steer me somewhere if you want to throw if i'm i I don't i mean i support milan obviously support national team i have a palermo scarf up here um you know to kind of denote my heritage uh you know being from uh my 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 ancestry you know tracing back to porticello uh, which is just outside of palermo so I'm happy to put up a Sassuolo if somebody's got it or an M, you know, you know, another club and, you know, and throw some other stuff on here. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I don't have to just limit it to, you know, where my loyalties are. Frank's but got the right it. idea. Who won Calcio backgrounds? That's the next. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So right. I, I, please, please tell me our next guest has a shirt on. Uh, they do. They do. They just got to finish their makeup as well. I've added a little bit red to the background to kind of signal who the next person is. Uh, it's another friend from up north. We got a lot of uh, up north friends. I like this. Yeah. I like this. You know? yeah. we're, we're, uh, we're big in Canada. I, we are. We, we are. ever If I ever fly out there and set foot, people will know me. It'll be great. <laughs> I think. My name's went on in Montreal. No, no. <laughs> uh, speaking of Montreal, all the way from Montreal, Milan Weekly Podcast. Welcome to the show, Steve Palillo. Ben He's got a shirt on. He's got a shirt on too. You dressed. You dressed for the occasion, Stevie. Of course, two hundred episodes. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Everybody was super serious before I got on, and you know I'm not going to be super serious. So I want to take two seconds to be super serious. I want to say congratulations. Two hundred episodes is a lot. Big boys of Serie A need to take account of guys like you who do Serie A all through A to Z, Sassuolo to Juve to Milan to Lazio to all of them, Inter, Juve, Merda, all those ones there. <laughs> because we do it in English, 
the Italians need to pick up their game in English a little bit. It's not only the rap songs that you can learn. Start learning a little bit of English and pay attention because we did it and we, we paid attention for the longest time in Italian when there was a little pink newspaper. That's mm-hmm. all we had. Yep. So, guys, congratulations. This is not only for, you know, uh, 200 episodes. It's for the content that you guys put up. I can when you know you guys when I can. I'm in the chat room. I, I will come. I will help. I will support because I really love what you guys do, and, and and everybody else should. And it's about spreading the Seria content and what Seria means to us wherever we are in America, in Canada, across the world. Guys, thank you. He's gonna go down in Seria sit down lore because at one time when Frank was having massive technical difficulties yep. and it was just me trying to like wing the show, Steve comes <laughs> on with no shirt on and you know it helps him tremendously for until Frank gets back on. That, that's gonna go down forever. And I cussed up a storm. <laughs> this is the temp. This was the temporary replacement. A shirtless Steve Polilo. <laughs> shirtless, a shirt. Our highest Wait, ratings ever. Too, you guys, way. you guys, you, you you put me on after Zio. You know, Zio's the professor. He's in fantastic yeah, he's physical condition. And bring it back down to me. Yeah, you brought it down back to real, real, the lowest level of all me. Ugly as fuck. Well, no, look, just, uh, hey, hey, he sheep. he downplayed he downplayed the frittata. You will play it back up for us. Oh, I mean, yeah, frittata is sure. amazing as long as you don't burn the eggs. Yeah, that's the you only can't thing. Burn the eggs. That's it. Yeah. Frittata is the best. Anything that you can put in a frittata is good. No, there's yes. no real recipe to frittata. <laughs> But let's get to the game, guys, because you know Zio, he was very nice and and, and he was very you know very polite about what's happening. Guys, Juve's in trouble. Juve's in trouble because let's face it, guys. They've been spoiled for the last nine years, and I don't think they've adjusted to what Milan and Inter have done because the rest of the Serie A teams, you guys know how I feel about them. They had a window when the two Milanese uh, Milanese teams were down and out. Mm-hmm. You know, Inter with their financial problems, uh, you know, uh, selling to uh, I forgot who they sold after Morata sell sold and then sold uh, then sold to uh, Suning. And we had a shit show of an ownership problem. Mm-hmm. Roma, Lazio, Napoli, all shit the bed and couldn't take a Scudetto off Juventus. So you mm-hmm. know what? It's not Juventus to blame. But at a certain point, and I know you have the Juve guys that are that are chime, going to chime in with this one. At a certain time, I think the arrogancy of the Juventino took over. Nedved and his flowing blonde hair had to say, hey, my midfield sucks of ass. Because, guys, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, but there was a comment from, I think it's uh, Oli Oli Oxenfree in there. He said, Arthur, Ramsey, Locatelli will not save Juventus's midfield. They can hope, they can pray, but McKenny, Rabiot, Ramsey, non sono da Juve. This is not Juve. And even today, guys, today we watched a Juve Milan where... We got a, we got a result. We got a one-one. What's he What's he writing, Rocco? I'm used to looking at the comments. <laughs> he he calls you a gentleman and a, and a scholar, and he is saying that Fritata rules. So. Fritata rules, of course. So today, Milan got a result, one-one. Right? Yeah. If we go back in our banter year, the three of us, we understand what, what that means. Yeah. The new generation of Milan fans, hopefully, will never have to go through something like this. Hmm. But we would have been happy. And you know what? I was happy at the end. I was like, yes. You know, yes. 
But on my drive home, I started to get a little bit pissed. Hmm. I started to get angry because these are I wanted the three points now. Now I want the three points. So mm-hmm. Milan Club Montreal got together today at Chocharos. I'm going to plug a little bit of Chocharos small bar in, uh, in Montreal. Fantastic sandwiches. And we watched the game, guys. And, and, and together, united, watching this, we kind of all had that same reaction where it's like, you know, yes, we're good with this draw, but I think we could have got more. But let me ask you this, Steve. Let me ask you this. Are, are we – is Milan that elevated now where we can demand that of them just days after going to Anfield and fighting our socks off to try to get something, anything out of playing at Liverpool to now all of a sudden turn around, we got to go to Juventus, which is as daunting as it gets as as fixtures go in Serie A. You know, me, myself, I say I'm I'm taking that point and I'm running like hell with it because there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to go there in our position that aren't getting that point. I, I know, Frank, but we have to turn that corner. Huh? And, I, know, eventually, yeah, I get it, it. But we have to turn that corner where, you know, we got we got beat at Anfield, <clears throat> you know, and everybody mm-hmm. watched the game. We would be lying to ourselves. And I, I try to be as, as honest of a Milanist as I can. That game at, at halftime shouldn't have been 2-1, but it was. And like you yeah. said earlier before, I don't care how the, the, the sausage is made. At the end, I want sausage. I, I want to eat sausage. <laughs> <laughs> that's one That's one, one for the clipboard there. I mean, but, I, uh, I, I, I care to an extent how the sausage is made. I don't want any, like, pollutants or, or carcinogens or anything like oh, that. What do it. you care about that? As long as it's salchicha. If you're eating sausage, I guess if you're eating sausage, you, 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 right. you said right. to hell with sausage. Long life, right? originally was made in, in, in the motherland. Do you think they yes. washed their hands? Do you think they, 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 they oh, everything? No. Was, so <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say, guys, is that now Milan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Milan, Guys, I I was talking to a friend just before we're getting on the show, you know, and he's a he's a Roma fan, and he's like, he we he was watching the game as a neutral, and he's like, I couldn't understand why at the beginning of the game Milan was respecting Juve so, so much. Why were we were respecting them so much? And you know what? He's a hundred percent right, because it was for Milan to take the game to Juve, you know. Uh, this is the corner that Milan and the fans need to take. We are Milan. We're they not should have happy learned from Liverpool court. match. Liverpool will cut your throat in a, in, a, in a heartbeat. We should have done that to Juventus. You know, they're they're Olympian. Yes, mm-hmm. we're not a full squad, but we should have gone right at them and make them, you know, defend their lives out. And we didn't do that. Too much respect. Yeah, too much respect. And, you know, we gave them a gift in the, the first three minutes. Same thing like we like at Anfield. It wasn't a gift, but we were down very early. And then, guys... You know, I just don't think this Juve is that strong anymore. Hmm. I don't. And I think, you know, throughout the years where uh, Milan and Inter were not challenging Juve as as we are now, you know, more so Inter than Milan, I'll be very honest with you. Hmm. But, guys, this team has been, has, has lacked in the midfield for some time. And, you know, CR7, am I a fan of CR7? Ah, you know what? This guy's killing me. Holy shit. What I, I just said. <laughs> what to say? I really like 
I really like those delicatessen meats. What do you want me to tell you? You, you, put, it, you, put, it in, you put it in font size 28. Man. Like, people want to know. Back to my back to my thought is like, you know, they've been missing in that category. And you know, am I a CR7 fan? Yeah, I I, I enjoy him. I think he's. I think there's the Messi and Ronaldo debate. I, I'll always say this. I think Ronaldo is the superior athlete, and Messi is the superior footballer because I think Messi makes the player the players around them a little bit better. And you yeah. know, Ronaldo for about a, a couple of years now, these close games would have scored a goal, would have uh, pr- provided an assist. He would have saved them three points. He would have he would have either collected th- these three points, and everything would have went away. Everything their negative play. The how they didn't look good in the midfield would have went away, and they would have concentrated on the three points. Like I don't know what you guys think, but it's starting to catch up to them now. Okay, if it sure is, I think that um, you know it's interesting the mentality. Looking at Milan now, you know, kind of switching the mentality from Juve to Milan after that game against Liverpool, it could have gone two ways from for Milan. Right, one take like like Rocco said, pump your chest up. You did you did well in a, in a difficult environment, or two. Pity yourself and then go on a real uh, this abysmal performance. And we weren't sure it was this going to be a trap game for Milan. Started out goal in the fourth minute, but Milan didn't back down. They kept playing. They kept going away. As Allegri said, 15 more minutes in that game, Milan would have won. Milan started turning it on at the end of the game. Um, what we've seen over the last uh, many, many months, couple years, the, the mentality Pioli's created has been something of never give up, keep fighting on. And now we're starting to see a team, as as like Phil says, this is a team that you can probably mention for Scudetto now because they're good, they're young, and they've been there now. And now they get a taste of Anfield and, and the Champions League. It's starting to come together. It's, it's, we're not there yet. I understand. But the mentality is starting to grow. And this is what you want to see. I mean, Inter's kind of gone through this already. They're ahead of us right now. But uh, it's a good place to be mentality-wise, I think, if you're a Milan fan. The mentality is very important, especially for us. You know, uh, you know, Milan Twitter is uh, very bipolar. Uh, they love you one day, they hate you the next day. Uh, but I think this Milan is winning over a lot of a lot of fans in terms of they're leaving it all out there. Like today, I can start naming players that you know. Uh, yes, in the past I didn't like their performance, but today I was like really impressed by and one is Leao. I'm everybody knows I'm not a Leao fan. I think that he needs he needs he he needs a little bit of polish in the final third and 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 yes he is still young but today he left it all out on the field. Agreed. And, and I was gonna I was actually just going to say what you just said. I said I well what I've seen from Leao through the first four games is he has raised the intensity. He's not the finisher that we would like yet. You're you're absolutely right. But last year we were looking at Leao and it's like we got the Portuguese Balotelli. We got a guy that's just kind of standing around and picking his ass until like he can get a ball in the penalty area and score a goal. And then he's going to showboat when he scores. And it's like, well, you'd get it fuck all for the other 89 minutes. And maybe that's fine if you score the goal that helps decide the game. But we, <laughs> you know, there's a there's an industriousness to wearing those stripes. You know, and there's a work ethic that Milan supporters demand of their players. You know, we 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 hate the player that wants to sit out there and and wait for a free kick or wait for a penalty and say, "Hey, I won us the game because I got to take this." So, 
So that's just, I've seen, I, to your point, I've seen Leal raise the intensity. I'd like him to be more clinical in the final third, like you said. I agree. And, and, and clinical by meaning smart. You understand? Like, and yep. I've said it on, on Milan Weekly Podcast and the comments on the in the YouTube are just, Steve, you're negative. Uh, you hate Leal. You, uh, you wish you would never play. I never said that. No. I said that in the final third, he's not polished enough. And that it, it, it really causes uh, an eight performance to become a five performance because right. yeah. there's so much garbage in there. Yeah. Right, another guy who left it all out, Tonali. Today, yep. Tonali left it all out. Was Tonali played perfect? great. Yeah, was he perfect? No, Correct. but everybody who went mental against Steve when Steve said, "Hey guys, Tonali was trash against Sandoria. He wasn't. He wasn't very good against Sandoria." But hey, now you see that he's climbing. You know, mm-hmm. hey, what was that game in the Price Is Right where the little guy goes up the mountain there? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yeah. So he's Frank going in two there. seconds. He's going up there, and I hope he doesn't fall because it's good. It's been getting better and better, right? I could and, even and, do the yodel. I could even do the yodel if I have a couple more of these. Oh my so goodness! I, <laughs> oh my goodness! So Steve, you know, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say uh, before we let you go. This next month, we talked about this a little bit with Lisi. The next month is going to be a gauntlet for Milan. It started with these three games that we just had, but I mean, it, look at all the Champions League games plus all the fixtures in Serie A. Some big clubs in here this next month. How do you foresee this next month going for Milan here? Where, where, are you going to be happy at the end of this month, or what are your your prognostications here coming up? Look, I don't like, and I, everybody knows I don't like predictions. I don't like to predict the score. Uh, today, I actually predicted the score there with uh, Rafa and the boys in that uh, in that uh, little fantasy uh, that we have, uh, where uh, we're picking everybody's uh, final score and who wins. Uh, but the month is going to be tricky. It's going to be time to manage some minutes. Uh, we need to get back some of these injured players. We need to figure out why these injured players are getting injured. That's that's number one. And number two, we got to be smart about it, right? The Champions League is, is, is a goal in which I think these guys are going to get a lot of experience. I hope that they make it out of the group stage. But it's a learning curve. And for Serie A, we're going to introduce Copitalia in, in, in soon as well. So we're going to have to start managing these minutes. And something like what Pioli did today where he decided to start three center backs. Right? He, for some reason, tactically, he chose not to, to trust in Kalulu right away from the start. Yeah. And he put Tamori, Kier, and Romagnoli all on the pitch together. And uh, Kier got hurt. Now, I'm not saying that's why he got hurt, but I say, this is the risk that you take when you're, you know, you have three solid uh, center backs plus Gabia, right? Those are those are our four our four center backs, and you've purchased Kalulu, you've purchased people to play right back, but you're not trusting them. Now, in the next month, with a lot of fixtures, you're gonna have to start trusting these people, right? So, yep. uh, what worries me, guys, is two things. One, I think by Christmas time we're gonna we're gonna be regretting that we don't have a true right wing. Salchicha maker today was completely lost, uh, and that's that's too bad because his work rate is really really uh, really really up there. But unfortunately, again himself as well, the final third is not for him. And the second thing that we're gonna regret, and I know we got Pellegrini. 
I know we have Giroud, but the mythic Ibra is starting to show some uh, battle scars. Yeah. So apparently, and I, this is something that I know I read, and I always say that I'm going to write it down because I want to give credit to the person who posted it, but I don't remember to write it down. It's not my tweet, but it's someone that I read where they said the type of knee injury that Zlatan got, and if we muster in his age, the next thing that starts to hurt is the Achilles. Yep. We had Beckham blow out his Achilles and destroy it and, and almost kill off his career. That's a good point. Yep. And now we're seeing the same thing with Ibra, right? So I know Ibra is that, you know, we've proved that without Ibra, we can, we can make things work. But for how long? That's what scares me. That's what I want to see at Christmas time. We'll see if it happens. Um, I, I'll close with this as far as Milan because we, we, we've talked extensively, you know, about this about this game. <sighs> I don't hate the idea that they're finding ways to get results right now, um, undermanned and not having maybe all of the resources that they have. I think that they're a little deeper this year than they were even last year. I mean, I think that you've seen, you know, t- you, you've seen Tonali's growth. You know your point about uh, Salsiccia maker coming. We got to call him that when we've got Stevie on. Um, <laughs> your point about Salsiccia maker. I don't think Pioli's bothered by his playing style. I think he's fine with. He wants to run things through Brahim Diaz. He wants to be able to then find. You know, finally, I'll find the striker. Tonali, you know, steps up and runs the things. I think Salamakers. We would love a winger that would be just a big take on artist. We get a bunch of assists. We get a bunch of you know, chances created and all that stuff. And eventually Salamakers might grow to that in his role playing for Milan. He did it. He did it for Belgium over the qualifiers during the international break, but Pioli's not bothered by, Hey, I got to, you know, give me a a work rate guy that from that, that flank works between the boxes, maybe helps to neutralize the, the opposing flank players. Um, you know, and then whatever assists or goals he can carve out, so be it. But I've got other guys that can do that for us. So I, I think that he sees him in that vein where Florenzi is supposed to give them – clearly Florenzi's not there to be a right back. He's there to be a winger. To me, it's an incomplete grade for him through the limited amount of opportunities he's had. Um, but after watching him defend for Italy, I want him to be a right winger. I don't want him to be a right back for Milan. So – um, I, you know, so your, your, your point about Celsius maker is like, I think Pioli's got this setup where it's like, okay, do, do your work rate stuff. I'm not demanding the creativity out of you. I've got other guys. I mean, a lot of things have run through Brahim so far, you know, a lot of things have run through Tonali so far. And I think that we're, you know, we're fine with that. I mean, and then we got Akbar who was talking about junior Messias, which eventually we're going to unleash that beast. I'm, I, I'm, I'm on board. I think yeah, he's going to, I think he's yeah, going to ball out I'm when excited. we I think he's going to ball out when we play him. On so, board, on board, and rooting for him, right? The, yep. the story yeah. makes, uh, makes it's you, an amazing story. It's an amazing story yeah. that you know. Uh, to be very honest, you guys, I've said it in the past. I'm not shy to say it again. For me, what counts is the red and black. Yep. It could be anybody. Yep. I don't care how we win. Even I don't. If it's Salchicha Maker, it's Salchicha Maker. If yep. it's Leao who scores 
three goals off is a shin, I don't care. If we have seven <laughs> own goals and we win, I don't care. I really don't. A goal off the shin counts the same as an upper 90 worldie. Just remember that, Stevie. Exactly. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Pipo Inzaghi made a living scoring That's goals right. off the shin. That's right? right. He never hit a volley properly, but still ended up scoring, right? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, is the Laziali That's what Johan Cruyff said. Is the Laziali coming on to he's, he's coming. He's, 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 he, he, he's coming on. We had a... We had to coax him back into it, you know. Yeah. We we I think we, we promised I think we, we promised him like a month. I think we promised him a month of supply of Nutella and ketchup chips to get him on. So he'll he'll be on. But <laughs> no, I mean to your point about people in Zagi, Johan Johan Cruyff said this uh, <laughs> we might do that. Johan Cruyff said this about people in Zagi, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, "People in Zagi can't play football for shit, but man, he can score goals." <laughs> and he's and he's he was right. So it's like I never considered people in Zagi a footballer. I considered him to be like I said, get into that area and clean up whatever the goalkeeper misses, and just get into the right place at the right time. And people in Zagi just made a living out of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And now he makes a living out of getting teams promoted to Serie A, and then they are shit <laughs> under him, and then he gets sacked. So that's what he does now. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Brescia, Bre- Brescia, beware! Oh my god! <laughs> so, Steve, well, oh, uh, thank you for uh, all your support you've you've done for us. Thank, thank you for all the content you've provided uh, all of us as well. Uh, before you go, please plug away uh, your podcast where, where everyone can find you and your uh, social media. Perfect, guys. Milan Weekly Podcast. It's in the name. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We try. Myself, Presidente, Vinny, and Sonny. Uh, guys, we try our best to, to do everything that we can to put out the best Milan uh, content that we can. Being unbiased, guys. And uh, we, we pride ourselves on that. I, I do. I'm not afraid to, to call out Milan when it's time to call out Milan. And I think that's the best type of content. You know, the same way like you guys do. You know, just say it how it is, and uh, you know it, there's no point in in trying to 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 make a to make a a little a little uh, Fiat 500 look like a Ferrari, right? When it's not <laughs> when it's not a Ferrari. So, uh, amen. We love Milan, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of guys behind this. You know, uh, special shout out to Vinny. I've been together 200 plus episodes. We added Sunny, yeah. Sunny, who is. The Norwegian living in Australia, imagine that, doing everything graphics because we can't even draw a stickman. So uh, that's been helping us out <laughs> as well. And guys, uh, Presidente, you know him, guys. So if he, if he gets yeah. on you and he needs you, uh, he will stone your world to get that answer that he's looking for. And he's making some uh, really big, uh, really taking some really big steps behind the scenes where he likes to be. Because we do not put him in the camera because we're going to put everybody to No, sleep. please don't. Only Milan TV puts him uh, straight on the screen. And he was nervous. And a, a special shout out to him. That's a great achievement for him and getting recognized yeah. for that. And again, guys, before I go off, the most important thing tonight is you guys. 200 episodes. Guys, it's a lot of work for everybody out there who, who does not know the work that these two guys and everybody else putting out content. It's a lot of work, guys. It's you know, it's uh, getting down to the basement, uh, listening to your wife uh, complain about something, or why you're going downstairs, and why you're spending three hours with your friend <laughs> on video conference. 
Uh, it, we all know tough, that, right? You know, and uh, trying to get uh, now with Milan in, uh, in midweek. You know, not only Saturday, are you are Sunday. you sure you're in are you sure you're in Montreal and that you're not in my backyard? Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> oh, Frank. I'm married with two kids too. I know that I know the routine, right? So, <laughs> and uh, and it's important, guys. And it and I hope I wish maybe not for us, but the future generation of of people that do. Uh, do put out content that Serie A starts recognizing what they have on the, the other side of the pond, right? Because, yeah. you know, uh, and we need to help our, ourselves, right? And uh, uh, we try at Milan Weekly Podcast, you know, to try to expose some other Milan clubs, uh, uh, try to expose podcasts. You know, I'm excited when someone else says, I want to do some Milan content. Go ahead, do it. I'm past it. No one's going to put me on TV, that's for sure. They're going to go through the YouTube uh, YouTube reel of Milan Weekly Podcast and Steve, you're out. You're not, you're not, I'm not on TV. I'm, I'm just too raw for that, right? So, but people can polish themselves and they can, and they can do that. Example, again, again, a bit, a little bit long, but it's very important. In Canada, we're watching it on a streaming service that has no pregame, no halftime, and no ending wrapping up show. This is terrible, guys. You know, like it's it's yeah. not this cannot yeah. continue. No, you know, maybe. and there's guys out there, and I'm not saying me, you, or or uh, me, Frank, Richard. You know, Richard's pretty good looking. We can pass. <laughs> we can go on TV. Frank, right. me and you, we're fucked. We're too ugly. Well, that's why when you guys had me on that one time, you put me on the phone and you put Richard on. T- you no put camera. Richard on video. Oh, so I demanded being on vi- I demanded being on video the next time you guys. By the, by the way, we haven't been on with you guys in a while. Just putting that out yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make that happen for sure. Uh, soon. Awesome. <laughs> Sooner <laughs> rather than later. Shirts on or shirts off, whatever, whatever you guys do. <laughs> shirts on. I don't need to scare yeah. any of your listeners <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or viewers, it, guys. So congratulations, two hundred guys. Grada, braccio. Please. When all this shit is over, come to Montreal. Don't do like Richard. He comes to Montreal, doesn't let us know that he's in Montreal. Bullshit. You didn't tell me you were in Montreal. Bullshit. I can't just go see the, you, went, you, went, you went and saw the Calcio guys. You didn't go see Vinny and Steve. He, he meets the Calcio guys who are much more important than we are. And, I didn't uh, know this. Blame Presidente. Blame yeah. Presidente. Blame Presidente. All jokes aside. Oh, we always Frank, blame. Yeah, that's the easy I would out, love isn't to it? Come, I would love to come to where you live there. I want to go see the Brewers, the Bucks, and stuff like that. I would love to take a trip like that. Richard, you know what? Oh, I by all means. Where you live. <laughs> that's how I like it. No, I'm just kidding. DC, man. DC. DC. I would come. By all means, we can take a couple. Stevie, by all team. means, man, come out here. We can catch some of those games. We can take some brewery tour. You can, we can take some brewery tours. So, you'd love it. Nice. Uh, Thank you. Ovunque right. sempre. Forza Milan, guys. Congratulations. Forza Milan. Thank you. All right. Ciao. Thank you, Stevie. Great having you on. Ciao. You just heard part one of episode two hundred. Two more parts to go, which will be released shortly. I uh, hope you've enjoyed us. Thank you again for all the support you've given us.